Hey guys, most of you know that I'm one of the founders here at the Motherhood Anthology membership along with Jenny and Allison, but I wanted to let you know that I'm also one of the co-owners of Indie Print Co. And at Indie, we say that we're on a mission to revive the art of printing by means of beautifully crafted heirloom albums and fine art prints. Now through February the 7th, Indie is offering our studio sample sale. That means 40% off of heirloom and fine art sample albums and 20% off of our fine art prints and our matted sample albums. You don't need a code, you just need to go on our site and set up an account. So just go to IndiePrintCo.com and click on shop to see all the lovely products that we have there for you. Again, the sale will be offered until February the 7th, so head on over there today and check it out. I'm sure I'm not the only one that finds SEO to be an intimidating and daunting concept. But much like life, the business of motherhood photography is ever evolving. And with that, the evolution of our businesses and business strategies must be evolving along with it to ensure we maintain relevant and successful. Welcome to the Motherhood Anthology Podcast, photography education for a business you love. My name is Kim Box and I'm your host with a collaboration and help of my co-hosts and business partners at the Motherhood Anthology, Jenny Kruger and Allison Craig. Today, we have Melissa Jeffcoat on the podcast to talk all things SEO. Melissa is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to really anything IT, but especially SEO. Melissa is a motherhood photographer as well as an SEO business coach and an incredibly active and valuable part of our membership as an education contributor and also a member herself. Melissa has an incredible knack for taking concepts like SEO and making them digestible for people like me who can be a bit intimidated by the analytical side of business. So join me as we learn from Melissa exactly what SEO is and several easy, actionable ways you and I can implement SEO effectively in our photography business today. Now I present to you episode number 12 of the Motherhood Anthology podcast. Hey, good morning. How are you, Melissa? Good. How are you doing? Well, I got a sick kiddo this morning, so. <laughs> I have one of those myself and he is in our bedroom with the dogs. I was like, oh good, you can actually keep the dogs quiet in here. <laughs> oh goodness. I don't know what it is about the week before Christmas. It seems like someone gets sick every year the week before Christmas. So yeah. yeah. Anyway, I appreciate you doing this with us this morning. No worries. I'm excited. We'll just jump right in. So I think that this is either going to be really good or or not so good. I'm very intimidated <laughs> by this subject. Oh, and okay. so I say not so good because either I'm going to be perfect for this interview because I am not very smart when it comes to SEO. So I'm just going to put that out there and let no everybody worries. know that's listening. And so maybe I'll ask <laughs> a lot of really basic, quote, dumb questions because I don't know so much, but I think because my business is 20 years old, uh-huh. we're in a relatively small, not really a small town, but not a big city by any means. And so those two things combined, I've never, we've never really had to to think much about SEO because it's all word of mouth. And I guess what I'm learning is because we've been around for so long, we just kind of naturally have some of that built in. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, you have um, some authority because you've been around for a long time. But I mean, I joke around that one of my superpowers, because I used to have an IT background, is to take things that seem complicated and make them easy to understand. 
Yeah. I'll, I'll bring you along. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm feeling better already. Yeah. So to start, just tell us about yourself and your business and all about you. Yeah. So my name is Melissa Arlena and I have been doing photography now for about 14 years. I started off in weddings and then made the switch to motherhood, newborn type thing. But one of the things for me is because I come from an IT background, I've always been really good at the technical stuff. So when it came to my website and SEO, that was really new when I got started. And so it was something that I was able to utilize to book out for weddings. And then it's just always been something that I'm really interested in. So I've kind of kept with it. And then when I made the switch over to newborns, I was able to use that to book out newborns from there. And then last year we actually moved from Northern Virginia down to Miami. And so I had to start over completely and redo my SEO. And it's helped me that I've booked out with it too. So it's definitely something that's been around the whole time and it's kept me booking clients. I think I was listening to your takeover on Instagram and it said that you are on page one for your area and usually within top five listings on Google. So I would, and you're in the Miami area, right? Yep. Yeah. So that's a big deal, right? Yeah. This fall, I was actually, I'm the number two spot for Miami family photographer, Miami newborn photographer, maternity floats between three and four. But I mean, honestly, for this month, especially I had to turn, I've turned down eight or 10 clients because I just don't have the room for them in my schedule because the SEO, um, when they Google Miami family photographer, I think I'm like under expertise.com, which I'm probably not going to be because they've got a lot more juice than I do. But yeah, it's been, it's awesome. And it took, it takes time. That's the one thing with SEO. Everybody's like, oh, well, I want to do it. But then they're like, wait, how long is it going to take? And so I always tell people it's like planting, you know, seeds. So you're going to plant the seeds, but then you've got to kind of sit back and let them grow. And then once they do grow, like then it becomes, you know, this big thing that's going to help you out. Yeah. So for people like me that maybe just are overwhelmed by SEO that have very little knowledge. Can you just give us an overview of what it is, why it's important? Yeah. Take us on a little, a little journey. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) SEO is short for search engine optimization. Basically it is letting us get onto Google. So a lot of times people will go out and they'll Google their business name and you'll find yourself on Google, which is great. And you should find yourself for your business name, but clients, if they don't know you, they're not going to be able to search your business name. So most of the time clients are going to look for something like photographer near me or photographer location, that kind of thing. And so SEO is what helps you get into those spots. You know, we start off with identifying keywords and I always tell people, I'm like, if you're not sure of like how to figure out a location or a keyword, imagine your toilet is broken and you need a plumber. Like, what are you going to type into Google to find that? And if you're going to type in your closest city and then plumber, then most likely people are going to type in the closest city and then photographer, whether it's family photographer, newborn photographer, that kind of thing to find someone. So you really want to start off there on figuring out what keywords you should be targeting, what keywords your clients are searching for. And then it's a matter of basically putting it on your website so that Google knows, hey, this page is about this. Um, And if you don't have any, uh, I will tell you, I do a lot of SEO audits and 99% of the audits I do, people don't have any kind of keywords. They don't have any kind of locations. And I know Jenny has hit on this too, of you have to have your location. People need to know where you are. And so really with SEO and keywords, that's an easy way for people to figure out where you are and if you're able to serve them. And then it's just a matter, blogging is what keeps things up. So there's a lot of on-page SEO. And then there's off-page SEO with like getting features and links. And then there's blogging to hit 
things that aren't necessarily your location, but that are common interests of your similar clientele. So like I've written posts on local doulas because we share the same client. We're not in competition with each other, but we share the same audience. So those are some blog posts and stuff that I do to try and get for starters, you know, make that contact with that doula, but also get in front of their audience too. Um, so when you do all of that kind of stuff, it's really all just about getting found on Google. And I always tell people like, those are my favorite clients because they're ready to buy. When we're on Facebook and we're posting, people are scrolling. They happen to see a photographer. Okay, whatever. But when they're like, oh, hey, I'm having a baby. I need to hire a newborn photographer. They're going to sit down their computer. They're going to type into Google, Miami newborn photographer. I'm going to come up along with other people and they're going to start vetting. And that goes so much better than just throwing out posts, hoping to find somebody when it's the right time. You want to be in their face when it's the right time. Gosh, that's something I think, and maybe... I'm showing my age here. I don't know. Like, because I think, again, we've, we've been in business for so long, like you just kind of get in a rhythm and you don't think about these things, but you know, so many people I think feel like, well, blogging is not like people are not reading blogs anymore, you know, like, right. but, but you smart girls are not looking at it. Like you're looking at it. Uh, you're, you're, you're blogging to create SEO. Yes. Basically. Yeah. And what I tell people is when we started off in 2008 and we saw, we all started blogging, we blogged about the S family and how much fun we had at their session and check out these photos. And the only people who care about the S family is the S family. Right. So, so nowadays, instead of blogging about the S family, let's say they had the most amazing outfits, like mom picked out the greatest outfits for them, or they had this awesome location that you want to shoot at again. So instead of talking about the S family, you want to talk about something that other people are going to get value from. So they're going to get value from knowing that this is a great location and this is why, or these outfits were awesome and this is why they all work together and the overall look was good. So that's the big thing too with blogging. I always tell people, Blogging isn't dead, but the way we used to blog is. So you've got to update it to be basically more like FAQ based. So anytime a client has come to me with a question, the first thing I'll do once I answer it is say, okay, I need to create an FAQ about that because obviously other people are probably going to have this question, but your FAQ is going to be like maybe two or three sentences. You want to keep it concise. So then what I'll also do is set that up to be a blog post. And maybe that could then be this really big blog post that's going to help other people. And then the next time, if that question comes up, I could always just link over to that blog post and it takes less time than typing out a whole new response. Plus I'm getting found on Google for that too. Oh gosh. So many questions. Okay. Let's back up. <laughs> yeah, no worries. <laughs> so keywords. Yes. How so, do we figure all that out? So the easiest way to start with keywords is your location, your genre, and the word photographer or photography. Now, sometimes they'll be in a different order. It might be, um, you know, genre photographer than location, but it's, you know, like my keywords are Miami newborn photographer, Miami maternity photographer, Miami family photographer. You want to typically look at a larger city that's near you that you serve because they're just going to get more searches than the smaller cities will. Um, so I always tell people, as long as you are willing to serve that larger city near you, Go for that for the bigger keywords because you're going to get a lot more traffic. But then you also can figure out some of the smaller cities near you that you serve and target them too. When I was in Northern Virginia, DC was a big area. I hated driving in DC. Mm -hmm. So I really didn't want to target DC so much. Um, so I targeted Northern Virginia, which was great. But then I also targeted this little city called Alexandria. And I, I swear 75% of my clients came from that little area. And so even though they didn't get a lot of traffic, I had really good conversion rates on that. So is there a place 
to go that you recommend to see what people are searching for? Yeah, there's some tools out there. One of the ones that I like is Keywords Everywhere. I know some other people have used like Uber Suggest and things like that. And so they're, you know, they're usually paid for type places that you can go and find search traffic. Another way though, um, is to set up Google search console. Uh, so we're all familiar with Google analytics. It's been out forever. It tells you how long people have been on your website, all of that, but Google search console will tell you what people search to land on your website. So you could even right now, if you, as long as you have Google search console, set it up, which if you don't set it up right now, (laughs) if you do have it set up. Just go in there and look at the performance report and see how many times you're showing up for different keywords. And then you'll start to see naturally which ones are getting you clicks, which ones have high traffic volume. And it's very accurate because it's for your site. Now, if you aren't ranking for a keyword, then it's not going to show up on there. So that's why you still want to do that outside research with something like keywords everywhere to get those results too. So the console is not going to show you what people are searching for. It's only going to show you what they are searching for when they land on your site. Right. Yeah. So if they, if they were searching for something local, you know, it'll show up on there if you rank for it, but if you don't rank for it, it's not going to show up in there. So you could be missing keywords, but at least it'll give you a start to kind of see which keywords are bringing you traffic and which ones aren't. And it's free. So that's one I always recommend for people to get that set up because you can see how many, how many times you showed up in a for a search term, and then how many people clicked on you. And you can even see what place you were at in that search. So you could see, were you on page two, page one, that kind of thing. Okay. So once we know the keywords, what do we do with those? So that is where you're going to have to do the on-page optimization. So there's a lot that goes into that. You want to make sure that keyword is in your page title. It's in your meta description. It needs to be on your website as an H1, which is basically the most important text on your page is your H1s because they're the largest and they've got the most importance to Google. You want to work that keyword into your post, you know, the text on your post. You want to work it into the alt text on your images. So there's like a whole checklist of stuff that you want to make sure of. It's not, you can't just throw it in one place, unfortunately. But then once you get that set, you don't have to do anything else. Like now that page is set, it's set up for that keyword. And now you're just waiting for the results to start coming in. So what's the next step after keywords? What do we need to be looking at? So after keywords, I would definitely say blogging. And the thing with keywords too, is you want lots of keywords. We're a military family. So I always use this analogy. I say, I have a little soldier and that little soldier gets assigned one keyword and one page. And if I try to assign him two keywords in one page, he gets confused and doesn't know where to bring traffic from. And if I assign him two pages in one keyword, he gets really confused because now he's got two pages. So one keyword, one page, but we don't want to just rank for one keyword. We want to rank for a lot of keywords. So that's why we want to create all kinds of little soldiers. So we have a whole army going out and getting us traffic. And that's where it comes into blogging and stuff like that is you want to also be finding keywords for blog posts and then doing the same thing of blogging with those keywords. So it's really just a matter of you got to figure out which keywords people are searching for and getting traffic, implement them on your site, and then blog for them. So that way you're getting as much traffic as possible. So how often do, is there Gosh, there's a whole list of questions here. So when you, <laughs> when you did the takeover on our Instagram feed, which is in the highlights, if someone wants to go back and watch that, lots of great questions there. But I think these were a few that you covered, like you would focus on the larger city versus the smaller city. Uh, someone also asked, you know, how long is it going to take to see results? So yes, with the results, 
minor results, like if for a lot of my clients, if they've never had keywords before, and then we implement keywords on their website, they're going to see a bigger shift than if you are ranking, but maybe you're on page two or three. Once you're ranking coming off of the bottom of page one or other pages, it takes a little bit of time. I mean, like I said, it's like planting something and then waiting for it to grow. And I always tell people, I'm like, blogging is like watering it. So it helps it grow faster. So it depends on how much work you want to put into it. Uh, when we came down here to Miami, I switched over my keywords February of that year. And within two weeks, I was on page two. And then I started making it to like the bottom of page one. And then it was like actually last spring, almost a year ago, I was like, all right, I don't want to be on the bottom of page one. I mean, it's great. I'm on page one, but I want to be at the top. And so I hit it hard. I blogged two to three times a week for two to three months. And that helped skyrocket me up to the top. So it's, there's definitely a lot of work that goes into it, but I can tell you since then, I'm not doing, I did that for two or three months. And then now I just put out a blog post like once a month and I'm continuing to keep my rankings. What are most people like doing wrong? Like when you have a, a client and you look at the things like, is it, does it go back to keywords and yeah, it really comes down to keywords. It comes down to, um, either they don't have a keyword at all, or they're trying to target too many things with one keyword. Um, and so obviously we, we do a lot of motherhood stuff. So we're doing maternity, newborn and family, and people aren't going to type in, I want a Miami maternity, newborn and family photographer. They're just going to pick one of those genres. And so I really explain to people with your homepage, I recommend picking whatever your favorite thing to shoot is the one that makes you happiest, the one that brings in the most money kind of thing for you. What is the one that you would be happy if your calendar was booked up with and then focus your homepage keyword to that genre. And then you can still hit those other genres. Like for me, it's, it's newborns, but I still hit maternity and I still hit family, but I do those with my portfolio pages. But most of the time I see where people are trying to target all three of those with one page. And that's like my little soldier who now is super confused and running around in circles. So we want to give him a clear job of this is what you need to do. And so that's the biggest mistake I see with a lot of people is they don't have a clear, a clear job for that page to bring traffic to. So Allie just texted me and she said, does blogging need to directly link to something like Pinterest where there's more traffic? Yes. So I do tell people that once you've done this blog post, a lot of times we used to just put it on our blog and publish it and then kind of let it go and forget it. But I always tell people, you did a lot of work for that blog post, so make it work for you. So I tell people after you've blogged, yes, you absolutely want to pin that blog post on Pinterest. And if you can pin it to like multiple boards, have a board for, let's say it's a what to wear post. So I would have a board for my work in general. Then I'd have a board for what to wear. And then I might have a board for like family sessions in Miami. And I would pin that to all three of those different boards because they all serve different purposes. And different audiences, but it's all good information for them. And then you want to share it on Google, my business. You want to share it on Facebook. You want to share it in your email newsletter, Instagram. I tell people to try to create several posts for Instagram, especially when you're doing an FAQ topic, you have a lot of good info in there. You can split that up. So you could create three different Instagram posts that you schedule out and just, you know, spread them out a week or two here and there. So it doesn't feel like it's just hitting the same thing over and over, but try and make that blog post work for you as much as possible. And all of those things will create backlinks and create traffic to that post, which makes it way more useful than if you just hit publish and walked away. Do you have any tips for new photographers that are trying to compete with those that have been working on SEO for a long time? 
Yeah. For that, you've got to just, you got to keep working at it. Like you were saying that with your business being a lot older, that SEO comes a little bit easier to you because you're established in your area and you have a lot of longevity. So somebody coming up the ranks is going to have a harder time competing with you, but it's not impossible. So the big thing is you want to keep working on it. You want to keep blogging. You want to keep working on getting your backlinks and features. And for backlinks, you know, getting your work featured somewhere will give you a backlink to your website. And those are really good. So looking at places like I know TMA does features, getting those features is really helpful. If you, it used to be in the weddings, we had tons of different places you could submit to. There's also a website called Haro, help a reporter out it's where reporters will go and post that, Hey, they're going to do an article on something and they're looking for people to interview, to get information. Sometimes it'll be like, I know some that come up are like a gift guide for new moms or something. If you can contribute to them and get a backlink, that can be really helpful. So you kind of got to get a little bit creative with some of those. I feel like for portraits, cause there's not as many places to submit, but even though the person who's been established and doing this for a long time, they have time on their side, you can still get up there and you can still, I mean, you kind of at that point just have to out hustle them, but it can be done. When you're, I guess, building your site or if you're using, you know, a template, does does any of that matter? Like who you choose? Like we use a Squarespace site, but like, I know there are tons of, are, are there some that are better than others? Is that a dumb question? No, no, it's not at all. I always tell people I stick with WordPress based. So show it Squarespace pro photo. Those are ones that I recommend. Pixie set can be hit or miss. I know some people are ranking on Pixie set, but like I said, I prefer WordPress. If you have a Wix site, absolutely. You need to focus on getting off of Wix and onto a better platform. So yeah, it definitely does make a difference on, and with WordPress, it's just more powerful and robust. And that's why I recommend it. So tell me if someone is trying to target for two different locations, like what, what do they need to do? Think about, give me your advice on that. Yeah. So you absolutely can target multiple locations. The big thing comes down to, you just need basically a landing page for that location can be very similar to your portfolio pages or your homepage. And you just need to figure out the keyword for that. My big one is Miami, but I also target Fort Lauderdale and I target Boca Raton. And so instead of trying to shove all three locations onto one page and not not do well with any one of them. I have different pages for each of those so that I'm ranking in different spots. You know, I'm ranking for those. And then it just depends on which one you put more effort into on, you know, how you'll do on that kind of thing. So I've put more of my focus on Miami because, and I started targeting three locations because I moved to a new area and I didn't know which location was going to have my ideal clients. Mm -hmm. So this way I was able to kind of experience all three locations, get clients from the different ones, and then start noticing the the consistency of getting clients from one particular location, which then I was like, all right, well, now I can focus more on this because this is where my ideal clients are. So you can absolutely target several locations just to figure out which one is the best one for you. So again, I know this is because I've been around for so long and not really focused on SEO, but when I think about clients finding me because they Googled me, are the majority of those clients like your ideal client or are you having to like, what percentage would you say of your inquiries convert into your ideal client? Yeah. So I publish a starting price on my website, which weeds out a lot of people because here's the thing. A lot of people are searching for Miami newborn photographer, but not a lot of them want to spend, you know, $1,200 or more on a session. So I keep that starting price on there because I don't want to get too many inquiries that aren't going to be the right client for me. 
Um, And so I find that that helps weed it out. So then the inquiries that I do get, um, I believe my booking ratio when I last checked it was around 30%, which is what it's kind of always been. And that, that works out great for me. You know, my goal, I'm not trying to be high volume. I want, you know, somewhere around six sessions a month. And, you know, like I said, for this month here, I had so many inquiries that even though I have on my website, what the price is to starting off, they still were inquiring. And I'm like, yeah, I don't have this space for you. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I'm, I'm happy with where my booking ratio is and stuff like that. And even with, you know, when it comes to SEO, let's say you're targeting a smaller area. If it has a good, you know, if that's where your ideal client is and it has a good booking ratio for you, then that's worth way more than targeting a larger location. And you find that nobody's really booking you in that spot. So it definitely is something to pay attention to in your business. Let's talk about your keywords again. Yeah. Um, I know you went over those, but are there, and I guess the part two of that question is, are there instead of just a Miami newborn photographer, are there words that bring you more of an ideal client? Um, not really, uh, because most people search for Miami. So like my uh, my clients are typically in an area called Coral Gables, which is right outside of Miami. And okay. so they're doing what everyone else does. They're searching the nearest city because when they search Coral Gables, they don't really get a lot of results. So they're going to search the bigger city. And that's just, that's kind of human nature. If you're near a larger city, you're going to, you're going to look for, look for that when you're looking for something. So if someone just, they were starting from scratch here. And so they were trying to step it up in the new year. What, what should they do? Yeah. January is actually, it's always a busy time because everybody is kind of now working on their websites. They're not shooting as much. So it's a great time to work on your SEO. I know for instance, my, um, my coaching and stuff in my done for you services are all booked out for January and almost February at this point, because that's when everybody works on it. So the big thing at that point is if you don't have a keyword, Now's the time to figure that out. Um, And I do have some links um, that I can send to you guys on some freebie downloads about how to figure out a keyword for your homepage kind of thing. And then once you've got that, you know, getting that implemented properly. So that way it's ready to go and then start figuring out a blogging calendar. And it can be as simple of blogging once a month, just so Google sees that you have fresh content, because when you're not blogging and you're not updating your website, your website starts to get stale and stagnant and Google's not going to show it as much. So you want to make sure that you've got fresh content coming up there. It doesn't have to be every week. It doesn't have to be every day. You know, if you're not, if you're not looking to give it that shot in the arm and you just want to kind of stay relevant, then I recommend blogging once a month. And so sit down in January when you have the time and just kind of plan out pick 12 questions, you know, 12 FAQs that you could answer. Um, You know, we've talked about what to wear, but you could do a what to wear spring, a what to wear summer, a what to wear fall, a what to wear winter. And that's four blog posts right there that you've got that are just easy off the top of your head kind of thing. And then you could even break it down. You could do a what to wear for moms post kind of thing. And then from there, you know, you can go ahead and start thinking, what's the next FAQ? Start talking about products. What kind of products do you love for your clients to buy? So you could say, I'm going to do a blog post on albums. I'm going to do a blog post on proof boxes, you know, wall galleries, that kind of thing. Um, And then you could do some things about like how to prep for your session, how to find um, some fun ones too, that can be good traffic volume or date night ideas in your city for pregnant couples kind of thing midwives in your area. You know, there's a whole lot of stuff. Uh, someone recently I saw had one on 
prenatal massage spas, and she was getting tons of traffic for that. Now that traffic may not be like, they may not read her thing and then say, I'm going to go book her, but it's bringing in traffic and it's keeping people on her website. And then Google's like, oh, she seems to know what she's talking about here. And then that helps out in all the other areas and other keywords that she's targeting. So it's really just sit down come up with 12 different blog post topics and then just schedule it and say, okay, January, this is the one I'm going to work on. And if you can, if you can knock out, let's say all those what to wear posts, well, now, you know, you've got at least four posts for the year, which is a huge start over everyone else. A lot of people don't even have blogs anymore or they're not blogging because everybody got burned out on it. So you could have a head start even on someone who's been doing SEO for a long time because they just aren't blogging anymore. And so you come in with fresh fresh energy and hit it hard. And you could usurp them just from that. Are there any no-nos? So let's say someone yes. like we hear people that maybe are coming into the motherhood genre and they were wedding photographers and, or they don't like anything they were doing and now they want to just redo everything. Can you wipe everything clean? Like do away with all the old blog posts and just start from scratch. Does that, are you shooting yourself in the foot when you do that? Like, yeah, I would not recommend getting rid of everything, but what you can do is you can use Google search console and you can look in there and see which of those posts are driving traffic. If it's a post that no one's clicking on and it hasn't gotten a click in a year yeah. and you hate the work on it, then absolutely. You can go ahead and delete that. But if it's a post that's driving a lot of traffic and then you delete it, you're just going to watch your, your traffic go down dramatically. So even though it may not be what you're shooting right now, the fact that you're getting traffic for it will help your overall rankings. So I would say when it comes to blogs and stuff like that, I would, you can get rid of the ones you don't want to, you don't want out there anymore. You know, that you're like, ah, I'm not super proud of that work. I want to get rid of it. It's not driving any traffic. Go ahead and get rid of those. But then make sure your pages and all of that stuff are updated for what you do want to photograph. And the other big no-no I see is using the same keyword over and over and over again. So you'll use it on your homepage. You'll use it in like five other blog posts. Don't do that. Use it one time and then find another variation of that keyword to use for blog posts and things like that. Okay. So I feel like this is a dumb question, but I'm going to ask it. <laughs> so, okay. With keywords, like, I, I don't know where I heard this, but does a keyword have to be a Exact. So like you said, like if someone says Miami newborn motherhood maternity photographer, well, no one is going to search for those words strung together. Do right. they stand alone or does it have to like, do you know what I'm asking? Yeah. If you, if you're targeting that, you'll get beat by someone who's doing an exact match most of the time. So because Google's looking for that. Now you could have the word slightly out of order. It could be newborn photographer Miami um, and that one be okay. But if you're, if you've got a lot of extraneous stuff in there, that's not, not for it, but someone else has exactly that exact match, then Google's going to look at that and say, well, this is exact. That one's kind of like it. So you definitely want to make sure it's an exact match. And that's the thing. That's where you, you know, you can create other other keywords. So I could also have like Miami lifestyle newborn photographer. That would be a completely different keyword that I could use. That's not going to compete with Miami newborn photographer. Other things, images. Do we rename our images? Yeah, I recommend. So when people are sitting down and they've figured out whatever that keyword is for your homepage, let's say you're going to update your images or maybe you like your images and you just need to rename them. I would rename them to include the keyword. And then when it comes to alt text, um, I recommend including the keyword in there, but don't just name it the keyword. 
describe the image. So if it's a mom holding a baby in front of a crib, you could say that, you know, mom in white dress holding baby in front of white crib by, for me, it would be Miami newborn photographer. So it flows naturally in there, but it's not just stuffing my keyword in there. But then I would also rename that image, probably Miami newborn photographer dash one. <laughs> so tell everyone, I, I know that you have content inside our membership, which is great. But tell everyone a little more about what you offer and where they can find you. Yeah. So I do have a mini course on keyword research, which is what's in the TMA membership. And that is something I sell outside of the membership. So people, it walks you through figuring out those keywords. So instead of trying to onesie twosie, figure things out, it walks you through listing out your locations you want to serve, the genres you want to shoot. And then it puts it all together in a spreadsheet with all the keyword options and then walks you through how to search those in bulk. So you're not, you know, like I said, putting hand jamming one keyword in at a time to figure it out. And then you can see all of the traffic for that and figure out which keywords you want to use. And it walks you through how to implement those keywords on your main pages too. And that's my keyword research mini course. And the idea is that you can sit down and watch the videos and get through it in an hour to figure out your keywords. And then you can take your time implementing it after that. I do also have another mini course coming out in January for, you know, ideal blog setup. I get this question from a lot of people and they're like, okay, so I know I need to blog, but I want to make sure I'm hitting all of the points I need to hit to make sure that it has good SEO. So I have a mini course coming out for that. That's going to walk you through all of it and to make sure it's properly optimized for SEO and it'll have videos and you'll, I'll walk you through as I'm creating a blog post so you can see it. And then it'll have a checklist afterwards. So that way you've got it for future reference when you do other blog posts. So those are kind of my little mini courses that I've got going on. And then I do also offer one-on-one mentoring where we work together. And that's really the, the first options. The mini courses are like the DIY, like the people who like to do it themselves and figure it out themselves. And then I have the one-on-one, which is more for the person who's like, I want to do it myself, but I'd like someone to hold my hand while we do it. So we sit down for like two, one hour zoom calls. And basically we do the keyword research and then we implement the keywords on their homepage and their portfolio pages. And then they get sent off with at least 12 blog posts for the year to focus on topics and they know what keywords to use. And then the last option I offer, which is actually super popular, ironically, is my done for you. And that's where a lot of the TMA girls are like, please, Melissa, you just take care of it for me. Right. Um, and so I go in and I do everything, but the only thing I don't do, I don't blog for them, but I do implement their keywords on their homepage and portfolio pages off of the keyword research. And then we get together at the end, talk about everything that's been done. And then I send them off with what they need to blog about for throughout the rest of the year kind of thing. And so that's, you know, it's something that I've always done SEO for myself. And then I started doing it for some friends to kind of help them because they had questions for me. And then last year that kind of just ballooned up into more people coming to me and, uh, and needing help with their SEO. So it's been really fun because I, I do enjoy it. Well, thank you. I know that SEO is one of those things that I think is intimidating for some of us. And so I appreciate you bearing with me today and talking through these things and helping our community so much. So I appreciate that. And I know that, that you will have a good slew of people that will be in touch with you after they hear that you do, (laughs) that you do this for them. So yeah, I love working with the TMA girls and I kind of, kind of have my own goal of like trying to make sure that all the profitable photographers are at the top of Google on that kind of thing. So we can all raise up the industry together. Well, thank you for doing this on this busy week before Christmas. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks so much for asking. 
I hope you found this podcast episode as educational and applicable as I did. Thank you so much, Melissa, for how graciously you answered our questions and generously you shared from your years of acquired knowledge. I love how Melissa has such a heart for helping others in the motherhood photography business and a genuine desire to lift up and escalate the industry as a whole. January is typically a big month in our business for setting new goals, implementing new systems, and reflecting on how we can scale our business over the next 12 months. The Motherhood Anthology community is a wealth of knowledge and support, and we'd love to have you join us. You can find us in our free group over at Facebook at the Motherhood Anthology community. Additionally, you can find all kinds of free resources on our website. I'd love to highlight a free course titled How to Market and Fill Your Calendar at themotherhoodanthology.com under the Courses tab. A whole course to help you scale your business at no cost to you. So go check it out. Lastly, you may connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at The Motherhood Anthology. I adore this quote from Henry Ford. When everything seems to be going against you, remember that airplanes take off against the wind and not with it. From Ireland to yours, until next time, friends.